Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode seven, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron and Kennedy. Kennedy is back from a great birthday trip to New York City, and Jaron is back from the Stone Meadows neighborhood next door. Shout out, Stone Meadows. <laughs> good to have you back, Kennedy. I, I, Thanks. I, it's good to have you back from Stone Meadows. Yeah. I won't Glad tell you here. some you know, jokes I've heard about the name Stone Meadows. Jaron, I'm sure you've heard them all. I there actually haven't. Okay, we'll take that offline. Okay. We'll take that offline. That's probably for, for the best. Can't wait. New York City, Kennedy? Yeah. Good, first good time. stuff. Pretty cold. Yeah, but I get good it. stuff. Was this your first time? It was, and the tree was still up. Bonus. I know. So yeah, bonus. big things. Well, first things first. I will not be singing on this week's oh. podcast. Yeah, I know everyone's disappointed. They're <laughs> definitely turning off at this point because I will not be singing. Though I, you know, it did not go as badly as it could have gone. So uh, it's great. We we, sur- we awesome. survived. So we'll let Kennedy sing this week. You don't want that. You don't. Well, no, no one wants you that. You haven't listened to last week's podcast, so <laughs> you're, you're okay. Plus, this week, I think this is our first outside Emmaus guest that we have. We have Brent Russell, who leads Crossover Ministry at OU. Hey! Woo-hoo! Yeah. You're going to hear from Brent in, uh, in a few minutes. He's going to tell his story and talk about college and young adult ministry at OU. And so those of you that are... I know so many of you are praying for your kids and grandkids and thinking about ministry to next generations. And Brent, he spent time with our staff today and talked with us about college and young adult ministry. And so we're going to get around to that. First things first, I've been thinking about podcast life and it's cool to have a studio and cool of how many of you guys are listening and telling us that you're listening. I think we need sponsors Mm. for the podcast, all the cool podcasts. Mm-hmm. have sponsors. Like, I just want to say sponsored by. So uh, I was trying to think of potential, potential sponsors we could effort for uh, for the podcast. I'm thinking the American Pickleball Association maybe would sponsor the sponsor the podcast, potentially. Yeah. Have How do we you, benefit from that? Well, they're just going to, like, buy us new pickleball nets for okay. the gym. That's and a, I think they cool. can provide, you know, some, some resources. And uh, when we play pickleball under the new pavilion, maybe they could – they could come out and provide some training or something like that. Have you guys played pickleball on Sunday yes. afternoon yet? Oh, no, you play pickleball in general, yes. just not. I'm terrible, but I'm terrible at most sports. So ah, it's it's a great it's a great game. Emmaus Sunday afternoons, two o'clock. Come and play pickleball at the church gym. You'll you'll really enjoy it. Brent, are you a pickleball pro? Yeah, I've I've played five times, and every time I enjoy it more. That's a it's a pretty yes. addicting game. Like I, it's I re- taking over the world. Do we have an OU pickleball team yet? No, but uh, one of our former alumni is a pickleball pro. Okay, so wow. so OU continues to put out top level athletics. Oh yeah, even in, even, even in pickleball. pickleball. So this is good to know. I mean, one day, one day we will have an OU pickleball there team. That's that's coming for sure. <laughs> so, okay, so if we can't get the pickleball association to sponsor our podcast, maybe Fuzzy's Tacos could sponsor. They I'd be down. Yeah, they provided. <laughs> uh, you know, that. it was a good lunch today. They did a good job with yes. that. We haven't. They done forgot the garlic sauce though. That was. Oh, you know what they did, didn't they? We didn't have the garlic sauce. That's okay. It was still good. So so what I thought we would do, just as a gift to Emmaus, is I think we need to power rank the Mm. best fast food Tex-Mex places around because there are one or two. Like there's a couple, there's a couple around. Um, (sighs) How how do we do this? Like what's the, uh, what's the strategy for power ranking these, these places? You say fast food? Well, you know, there's like different levels of Tex-Mex. You have your like high class El Chico, you know, people or Alfredo's or something like that. Chilinos. 
And then you drop down to class two that would be like speed. Yeah. What service? Speed and service. That's okay. right. Yeah. So you get your Chipotle's and okay. Qdoba's, okay. and then you drop down to class three, and we're kind of living at like uh, Taco Mayo, Taco Bell. Like I got you. Those three levels. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking of like that uh, level two, level three. We're gonna leave Alfredo's and uh, Chilinos and all those places off. Yep. So we're gonna drop down to level two and three. Yeah. What about the mid level? Let's Chipotle, uh, Qdoba. I think Torchies has got to be Torchies. Ooh, Torchies. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of yeah. Torchies. And how you power rank these places, like quality of queso matters. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Torchies has got a great queso. Yeah. Uh, variety of options on the menu yeah. have, have to matter. Um, I'm trying to think of other factors that play in this. So mid-level places? I mean, Torchies is number one or not? Uh, Do, name me a place that's better than Torchies. Ooh. Qdoba, I think, is up there, but Torchies has different, sometimes better options. Yeah. Yeah. Torchies variety is Definitely pretty more variety. Yeah. My family's big on Qdoba. I think I, I think I would get some pushback from my family, but I think Torchies is still probably number one for me. Qdoba's right there. I'm not going to lie. I have not been to Chipotle in a long time. Me neither. Yeah. I, I think I got I'm off the Chipotle, Chipotle train on yeah. when they had that bad... Ebola. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little situation happened, so I kind of got off that train. Uh, what are the other mid-level places that were that were missing there? So uh, I know there's got to be some few that were that were missing, but I, one of the oh, narrow ones is Velvet Taco Fuzzies. Yeah. Oh, Velvet Taco. Tell me yeah, about yeah, Velvet Taco. Tacos, is this Norman? Or? It's new in Norman. Yeah, it's great. Say okay. the name again. Velvet Taco. Yeah. I, to me. Yeah. And I, I left, we were efforting Fuzzies to sponsor the podcast. I left them off. I guess we should probably, we should probably put them higher on the list if they're going to sponsor us. So, uh, yeah, Torchies, Qdoba, Fuzzies. I can live in any of those worlds and, and, and be happy. So I think if if you expand the conversation to the lower level. Yeah, like, let's go there. I Like Taco Casa, to me, Ooh. is like for uh. fast food. I'm taking that over to the Bells and Buenos every day. What? Yes. What What are you going with? Taco Bueno for sure. Really? I mean, I don't <laughs> mind it, but oh. not in comparison. Its to name Casa. is literally Taco Good. Like <laughs> that's a good taco. That's We're a, that's the a, house a, of a taco. tacos. <laughs> it's not so bad either. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I think we can all. Like, Taco Bell has to be at the bottom, right? Uh, I haven't, I haven't been this. there in years. It's been a long it's time. Been a long time since. Yeah, we were there. I've I have fond memories of Taco Mayo. Like Taco Mayo lives pretty high on that lower level list for for me. Um, Taco Casa though, it's it's all right. Uh, as far as not necessarily quality, but if you want to feed a family of five for under seven dollars, like a Tuesday or Thursday night taco, like three for ninety nine cents at uh, Del Taco, like that's man, hard to be. Yeah. If, if the budget is tight. And all day, $7 meal for your family. Okay, okay. Pre- prepare yourself for this transition here. You're talking about feeding uh, a lot of kids, you know, for, for just a little bit of money. Our man, Brent Russell, in the room <laughs> yes. is, has, has a lot of little kids here. And so what, we're going we're gonna to turn it around to Brent here, thinking about feeding little kids. Brent, how many kids do you guys have? What's the, what's the story? Well, we've got three right now, uh, three boys that are uh, five, four, and two. And then we have another boy on the way that will arrive in March. Nice, nice. Well, as the oldest of three boys myself, and we know about having, you know, you've got brothers in the house, 
Think about those Taco Caso nights man, in the uh, in the days to come. So <laughs> take care, take care of your wife, man. When, I'm just when, my my wife's already talking about getting chickens because oh my. we're yeah. eating you know eight to twelve eggs a day, mm-hmm. and, and right now with the price of eggs, man, oh that'll, my goodness! So we needed you here a few weeks ago. We mm-hmm. you're you could potentially be our second chicken farmer, chicken man. owner on the podcast. We had somebody on the podcast yeah, recently. She with sent that, me so. chicken coops like ideas last night, and so. Uh, looks like I might be constructing a chicken coop, so we'll see we, how it goes. We have a church member that I've recently had a conversation who has chickens who is putting a lot of energy and money into the chickens, and because it's too cold, they're not producing, and he's thinking about getting out. So just something to oh, think okay. about. You know, there are other angles. We might, we might have a connection for you, so uh, <laughs> that's one. So, Brent, you're here because uh, the connection that we had that I connected with you over crossover ministry at OU, and so you're going to tell us about that in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about college and young adult ministry, and it's been fun to have uh, a lot more than I expected, I appreciate them doing this. A lot of our teenagers uh, that have connected with the podcast and, and thinking about that. And so I want you to talk about what you do at Crossover and, and uh, Young Adult Ministry. But before we do that, give us the two to four minute Brent Russell story, how you came to faith in Christ, uh, kind of the work that God did in your in your life over the years. What, what's your story, Brent? Yeah, so I am a, uh, I'm a, a pastor's kid. I'm a what you call a PK. Uh, uh, and so I grew up in just a church home, I went to church every single Sunday, Wednesday, did the full shebang, and um, I would say about eight years old is, uh, I always talk about my grandma uh, and I were watching Touched by an Angel. and Which we found out during staff meeting today, Kennedy never seen Touched by an Angel? Never seen yeah. it, right? Never even heard of it. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness so right. yes moment you know, of silence that's sad. we'll move on that's sad. So, uh, you need, a, yeah, you need yeah. like netflix at or something i don't even know it's on netflix <laughs> yeah, maybe not. maybe uh, deep deep in the youtube world it might be out there somewhere so it'll touch your soul come on now um anyways <laughs> the question the question of it it they've covered eternity one day and my grandma just turned it off and said brent have you ever really thought about eternity and that was the first night eight years old that i really like thought about eternity and if you've ever really sat there and really thought about eternity i mean it can be overwhelming and my grandma just said you know eternity can be scary but it also can be awesome and thinking about jesus and what he's done for us and i'd say my grandma was the first one to kind of really connect the two and talk about jesus and then a couple weeks later my dad i always say that was the first sermon i listened to and he talked about salvation Uh, and i learned that i was a sinner in need of a savior and it just it resonated with me at eight years old, uh, and and I just trusted Jesus to be the the savior of my life at that point. And so, um, I've always felt the call to share that story with so many people and tell them that, uh, man, if if I can love Jesus and He can love me, then you can do the same thing. That's powerful, man. And as a pastor's kid. Did you want to go that route? Is that what you were thinking about ministry, or was no, I'll this? I tell you what, I was fearful of two things. I lived in a military town, so I didn't want to be in the military. And then I was a pastor's kid, and so uh, I didn't want to be in ministry. Uh, wow. Nothing. I, my dad was great at it, uh, and he was passionate about it and did great things. And and your grandpa is a well-known minister, grandpa, legendary minister. Yeah, my so. mom's dad was a minister, and so I got to see it from both realms. And I was just like, man, the 3 a.m. wake-up calls to go to the hospital, people coming over, uh, just crying, and, and, you know, dad having to kind of hear where they're at. And it's just a lot of work and a lot of patience with people. 
Um, and plus, I just I understood how big of a role it was. And I was like, man, I just can't put on the boots of these men in front of me. And I was like, I couldn't even hold a candle to them. And lo and behold, I mean, God uses average people, right? He doesn't, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And uh, God just called, hit me like a ton of bricks uh, when, I, when I truly accepted my call to ministry, which I ran from it for a couple years. And um, But when I accepted it, I've never doubted it since then. Yes, it has been hard. Uh, yes, there's been times I might, might have wanted to change jobs. Uh, but I knew that I never could leave the ministry, and yeah. it always took me back to the time that I really trusted my call, and that's and uh, I, it's been awesome ever since. No, man, that's that's so good to hear. And and that that call, I know uh, you shared in the staff meeting. You didn't always respond as quickly or as you would have wanted to, but that that call led through OBU, which mm-hmm. we we love that around here. That it led through that led to Southwestern Seminary. Uh, but but out of that, what was your first church position there there in Southwestern? Yeah, so I went to seminary right out of OBU, uh, and then I got a, a young singles internship at Preston Baptist in Plano, Texas, and I worked with uh, about 400 young singles and college kids, and that's where I really cut my teeth on preaching and teaching, and I tell you what, guys, listen, I didn't even tell you all about my first preaching opportunity, all right, so I got put into this class and this this week all of my friends decided to come and listen to me just to add a little more pressure to it i got so nervous i had to stop my my, my lesson and say guys i gotta pray because of how nervous i am right now <laughs> and uh i'm telling you what like like some people just absolutely like they just love to preach and they feel confident and all this and like it took me years to get any confidence in it and now to uh, be leading a ministry like I do now. I'm like, listen, I still every week I beg God to, mm. you know, turn water into wine, like walk on water for this sermon, Lord, make a miracle happen. So no, that's pretty cool. That's good. So that ministry path, I know you said it leads to Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Arkansas. So you, you've got Texas covered, you've got Arkansas covered, and now back here to, to Norman to serve at a church. Yes. And then that path of serving here at a church in Norman then leads to crossover. And, yes. and I would think a lot of people listening to the podcast, uh, high school students, all the way up to our older adults who have come through BSU and BCM and things like that, they know that ministry crossovers, that term probably isn't going to connect with them. Explain crossover ministry and, and yeah. kind of what that what that looks like. So essentially, I, 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 was, um, I was working at a church uh, that I loved and admired. And one day I was meeting up with a college student on campus and I shut the door to my truck and God just kind of overwhelmed me and says, look, and I'm on campus corner and I'm looking at all these pockets of college students and uh, kind of the lostness of, oh, you just overwhelmed me. And God's exact phrasing was, Brent, if you want to do something radical on this campus, you need to do something radical. I was like, well, what the heck does that mean? Like, what, what else could I do? And he just kind of gave me a vision of starting a ministry at the University of Oklahoma and um, so I went and talked to my wife. She kind of had a similar thing happen to her that day, which was crazy. Um, and we got super amped. And like we're on the back porch. I remember sitting there with our dog talking about it. It's like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And it's like, well, it's time to go in. And I shut the door as soon as I get in the house. I was like, well, how the heck are we going to do this? And so I prayed over it for three nights. And God just kind of gave me a very clear vision on 
on what this would look like. So we left everything. Uh, we left left the job. Left left. I, I I talked about that they used to pay my my phone bill. I was real sad about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but even health insurance and everything. Yeah. Uh, it was a big deal and. Uh, we just knew that we were to start a ministry at the University of Oklahoma, and we started that seven years ago uh, with really two things, to reach the campus for Christ, because there's 30,000 students that, um, that need to hear about Jesus. Uh, but our second vision was to get them plugged into the local church. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we, we were more or less a, a hub for a lot of the local Bible-believing churches. Um, where I, I beg the churches come and, and love on these students and promote your life groups and your small groups and, uh, get them plugged into your church. And I mean, just serve the heck out of these students. And I said, in return, you'll see how much these college students love Jesus and how much they can actually benefit your church. Yeah, no, that's so good. So the nuts and bolts of crossover Tuesday night, 9 PM, McCaslin Fieldhouse. Yep. Is that the, uh, is that, that's kind of your... I know crossover is 24-7 for you guys thinking yep. about ministering to these kids, but when you think about an uh, incoming student at OU or a young adult living yeah. in Norman, Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock McCaslin, is that correct? Yeah, Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock, what that looks like is um, you'll walk into McCaslin Fieldhouse, which we pray for every semester that God uh, will allow us to be there. It's, it's a prayer of ours. and. Um, and they've granted it. They just gave it to us uh, about two weeks ago. They gave us the okay for this semester, so thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you walk in, and and you will see a thousand students not not just praising Jesus. I call it worshiping, where they cry <laughs> worship. I mean, these yeah. students are hungry for Jesus, and who's ever speaking? If I'm speaking or someone else is speaking, you will see. 80, 90% open up a journal and, and take notes. Um, and it's cool to even, you know, since we're seven years strong this February, um, it's cool to get text messages from people six years ago that say, hey, I, I got pulled into this D now and I actually taught this sermon. Thank you for, you know, going over that. And I'm looking at that notes. I'm like, man, that sermon was rough. I don't know why you teach that one. But, uh, it's cool just to see them, um, you know, really connect and grow. I love that. And I want uh, Jaren and uh, Kennedy, you guys jump in on this. But one of the things you did for our staff over the last hour was just talk to us about ministry to college and, and young adults. And it's something we've talked about on the podcast before. And so you guys jump in with questions you might have. But just kind of tell us what you're learning about ministering to this generation, this 18 to 29-year-old generation. What, do you, what are you seeing? What's God teaching you? What people that are listening to this podcast who have kids and grandkids, uh, our teenagers thinking about going to college, take us into that age demographic and talk to us about ministry. Yeah. Uh, what I've noticed, especially just, you know, since since the pandemic and and now is that ministry is different for the college uh, ministry. Uh, I have seen a shift of um, just kind of uh, of of hurt and I've seen loneliness just be rampant and um, because they're just now being introduced back into um, society especially a lot of these freshmen and sophomores, you got to think they spent a year, maybe two isolated and maybe even having to be distanced from people and even trying to read people as, you know, with masks on, they had a, I mean, you don't even think about all the little variables that, that happened to us. And now they're being 
pushed back into society and they don't know necessarily how to interact with people maybe like you or I do. And so uh, loneliness has been such a huge part of crossover that um, when I preach on you show me your friends and I'll show you your future, or you are the average of your five closest friends. And if your five closest friends aren't close to Jesus, that's, that's probably not looking too good for you. And to see these students come up crying afterwards, just saying like, my, like, like I've never even thought about that and even heard about that. And, and then so many students, like, I just wish I had friends like that, that iron could sharpen iron. And, um, you know, and when I, and I do, I make them raise their hands. Who here wishes that they had friends that could love on them, encourage them, pray for them and be this biblical friend. And I'm telling you 85%, 85%. Uh, you know, 850 yeah. people will raise their Desperate hand for that kind of friendship and that want that type of yeah. friendship. And so I'd say loneliness is a huge deal. And so I try to create areas in which they can make those friend groups and push them outside of their social norms. And then, um, like pick, pickleball nights are pretty, yeah, hey, they're get, hey, they get pretty, <laughs> hey, pickleball and Jesus. All right. <laughs> JPP, Jesus, like pickleball, yeah, we're, 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 people. we're in favor of all of it. So man, that's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. That anxiety, that loneliness that you're just seeing, just seeing all, all over the place right sure. there. So anxiety sure. is out, is out the roof. Yeah. I mean, you would not even believe. And it's cool to maybe even implement some of the biblical basics that a lot of these students don't know. Uh, and just, you know, I told them, it's sad. It's sad that I have to tell them this, right? So they probably can't eat Del Taco. But I tell them, eat right, sleep right, and pray right. And I'm telling you, their life changes. I'm a, I, and I, and I just simple basics like that and seeing these college kids, like literally take time. Hey, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to sleep right. I'm going to pray right. And to see, I was like, just, get, just give it three weeks and tell me what you think. And... They're like, man, I've never experienced Jesus this way. Yeah. And I've never thought about protecting myself and huh. my mind and my body and my spiritual life. And it's pretty cool to see them shift out of that trapped in anxiety to actually having hope again. No, that's really good. That's really good. What about uh, what about church members wanting to minister to college students, thinking about how do we connect with it, – it can sometimes be so hard to – understand how to connect with someone who's 18 to 29 years old uh talk about some things you share with our staff that's what your heart behind that what does it look like because it can be intimidating or i don't know what to say or these kids they don't want to go to church when in actuality they probably do they just don't feel like help us help us as a church think through that what does that ministry look like well i I just think that a lot of people especially in in church um so many times we can come to church and leave church and not really be the church right Mm -hmm. and we might come on Sunday and and then the other six days out of the week, we're not necessarily, but we want it. And and, and I really do believe that if, if, you have, if you are truly saved, if you're truly walking with Jesus, we all have this um, inner desire to grow deeper with Jesus. And, and maybe we've tried sitting down reading the Bible and trying to grow that way, but it's never clicking. It's never, it's never hitting. And what I've tried to show a lot of these churches, um, especially just just the people in the churches man if you can just do life with people and have this motive to bring them either to jesus or 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 grow with jesus your whole life will change i truly believe that that this is discipleship 101 is doing life with people and And when you say doing life you mean invite them to dinner let them do laundry at your house 
can watch TV at your house, yes, those are kind of, kind of things. Yeah, my grandmother's 83 years old, and she shared this thing, like, you open up your dinner table, like, you will do life with these people. And my, my grandma, 83, has 66-year-olds, you know, like, 60-year-olds calling her saying, hey, like, still doing life with these people, you know, 40 years past college, college life. And so... Uh, open up your homes. I mean, these college kids, literally, if you feed them a meal, they will share their life with you. And I mean, guys, listen, college is also good for the labor force because you might need some things done. They got young backs. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. And I always say, listen, I can't pay you with, with money, but I can pay you with pizza and prayers. And I'm telling you, I've remodeled a whole house with college kids. So it's been great. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I, I love that. So, uh, Darren, Kennedy, anything you guys are, are thinking of? Any any follow-ups for uh, for Brent? I know we're kind of uh, bumping up against our, our time, but I want you guys to jump in if you're thinking of anything. So. Will you just really quickly, Brent, just share kind of also that transition that you talked about earlier from like post-college, how we can continue to love and encourage those that are leaving college and entering into sure. a new stage of life. Well, and for everybody's listening, especially to to the you know, people that are already established in their jobs, um, uh, maybe married, maybe not married, how how benefit beneficial and how awesome would it be if, if someone older than you came up and said, Man, I wanna do live with you, I wanna get to know you, I wanna take you out to lunch, I wanna invite you and your family over, I wanna invite you and your wife over, you and your husband over and really show that you care and um and i i think that loneliness is carrying over even into the church and so i mean making friendship even young marriage like i, I would say that that's been the biggest separation and i would say that's probably one of the biggest church killers right is people are just trying to do this life by themselves but that's not the church we're supposed to be doing life with people but what do you who do you think is the most vulnerable right who's the most vulnerable right now in the church who needs who needs the most help and love? Well, it's the people that graduate college. They, they're not they're not their mom and daddies anymore, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're supposed to be the churches. And so I really feel like these people need to to love on these young singles or young marrieds. And man, it can be so intimidating doing everything else, but just open your home up to them. Mm-hmm. Do life with them. Answer some questions. Maybe give some advice. Pray for them. And uh, you'll see how your life benefits from it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really encouraging. Amaz, I, I hope this uh, Brent's time with our staff was encouraging. It was helpful for us to think through this, and and even as you hear him talk and, and think about what this ministry looks like, how is God calling you to open up your home, open up your life, connect with someone you don't know, build those relationships? Uh, we know a little encouragement goes a long way. Uh, when you show up on Sunday morning, look for somebody to encourage, look for somebody to pray for, and then not just Sunday morning, but making those contacts uh, through throughout the week. And teenagers, as you guys are thinking about transition to uh, to college, just putting a priority on finding those friends and mm-hmm. connecting with that church and finding that ministry to jump into. And Brent would tell you the fir- be the first to tell you there's so many great ministries mm-hmm. that you can jump into uh, at OU or other places, and we're thankful for what's happening at Crossover. And so, Brent, we want to pray for you as we uh, as we wrap up. Pray for your family with the little baby on the way, and and pray uh, for this will be coming out later this week, and so the Tuesday after most people listen to this, that's going to be your first Tuesday yes. of the spring with Crossover. So, Emmaus. Tuesday, is that the 24th? 4th, yeah. Yeah, Emmaus, Tuesday, January 24th. Pray for Crossover Ministry. Pray for Student Ministry at OU. Uh, Kennedy, would you pray for Brent, for Crossover, and then we'll wrap up the podcast? Yeah. 
Lord, we just thank you for who you are and the fact that your character is never changing. And thank you for showing us that through Brent's story today and just through his encouragement. God, we just lift up Brent and his wife and his boys that um, you would just continue to wrap your arms around them, comfort them. Um, We know that ministry can be tiring, especially when you're ministering to college students Mm -hmm. and you're up late, Lord. And so I just pray that you continue to give them energy um, and just love for one another and love for you, God. Um, Lord, we just lift up crossover ministry that as they're starting their semester back up and starting next week, Lord, we just pray that you continue to give them the space to meet, that you continue to um, just light that fire inside of those college students, Lord, that they are um, inviting their friends, that they are discipling one another, Lord, that they are building those connections um, with you, with your church, um, and with others around them, Lord. Um, And Lord, I just pray that Today, what we heard today would just be an encouragement for us as we look at that um, 18 to 25 range that we just remember that that's not only the future church, Lord, but that is the church. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just pray that that would be an encouragement for us to continue to love one another and seek out those um, that we can disciple um, and just grow your church together, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I can't believe we forgot Del Taco. When we were, you know, you mentioned Del Taco. I don't think Del Taco showed up in our level three power ranking for all these Tex-Mex points. Did you say Del Taco early on? Yeah, that's where I said you could feed your family of five for like three ninety nine. dollars I thought you were talking about Taco Casa. I thought you were talking about Taco Casa all that time. You go back and listen to the podcast this week. It was there, I promise you. Well, I heard Brent Brent say Del Taco. And I was like, of course, Del Taco wins the low level. Like, that's obvious. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, I'll go back and listen. You drifted, Owen. You know, well, could, guilty as charged, possibly. So, uh, you know those new commercials where, like, one of the spouses or boyfriend, girlfriend throws the red flag and wants a review of the situation yes. or the conversation? Yeah. This might be a this chance. Like, I'm going to get the red flag thrown on me. We're going to back and review that. So, I mean, yes, you guys are the best. It's 30 minutes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Adios. Thank Bye-bye. You see you soon.